The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. One of my frequently asked questions that I get is also a question that I've had to answer for myself. And it's all about how do artists go about finding our style? It's a tricky question because as artists, we are inherently creative and have a tendency to not actually want to stick to just one style, unlike the powers that be want us to think. Instead, we try lots of different things, but then we get told again and again by those in elite art circles to find and stick to one style. And I don't know about you, what I know for me, when I show up to create, I don't say to myself, okay, Jody, it's time to do what you always do. No, I want to do whatever the hell I want to do. I don't want to conform to any message ever in the studio or not that may even subtly suggest that I should stay in some sort of creative box even if it means to advance my career. But as stubborn and rebellious as I can be, there really is something to it. However, like over the last 20 years, I did find something interesting and important about this find your style concept. I realized that I didn't so much find my own unique style as I found something even better, my voice. In doing so, I realized that there were clues or like breadcrumbs that led me to finding it just as in Hansel and Gretel. They left breadcrumbs to find their way home. So I'm going to change this up a little bit and suggest that instead of us working to find our unique style, let's instead seek to find our voice. When we're able to find our voice, it will translate into any style we choose. But how exactly do we do that? That is what today's podcast is all about. Are y'all ready? Let's get messy. All right, first let's clarify. What the hell does 
finding your voice even mean? Here's what I think it means. It means an unapologetic, honest representation of who you are as an artist. It's about being so true to yourself and expressing your thoughts, emotions, and ideas so well that people can spot your art as yours because you are expressing yourself so honestly. Honest art. Get it? Now, here's the good news and here's the bad news. The good news is finding our voice is so much easier than we think because it's so totally and completely innate. The bad news is it's so totally and completely innate that we can't even see it for its uniqueness. It's like our signature. You know how your signature doesn't look anything like anyone else's? Okay, so it's the same thing with our voice and our art. It's so challenging because it's so close to us. But just because it's challenging doesn't mean it's not doable. So I thought about what it took for me and other artists that I've worked with to find our voice. And I created a list of seven different things to focus on and to consider. All right. The first one I like to call no rat's asses. We cannot give a rat's ass about what others will say about our art. Do you care what people think about how you you signed your name? No. Why not? Because it's your signature. That's what our voice is as well. It's our signature. But how do we stop caring what people think? Well, I always suggest painting in a journal. Something that's private where you don't have to explain anything to anyone. You want to write curse words in the journal? Fine. Don't want to have to explain that phallic shape that keeps showing up in your art? No worries. It's in your journal. The other great thing about painting in a journal is that the financial stakes are so low. You don't have to worry about messing up, which there's no such thing as that, by the way. Um, But you don't have to worry about, quote, messing up an expensive canvas. But keep one thing in mind about your journal paintings versus your canvas or, or larger paintings. If you find that your larger canvas paintings are really different than those in your journal paintings, ask yourself why. Remember, we're trying to find our voice. So if we're changing our voice in different situations or scenarios, it might be worth examining why we are editing. Okay, the second thing in trying to find our voice is simply notice what you notice. I was having an awesome conversation once with artist Betty Franks about her process of finding her voice or her style. And she mentioned that she had an aha moment about it one day as she was walking with her mother in Croatia. She noticed not only when they were walking that she was taking note of like various colors of flowers, 
but also the various shapes of those flowers, the various sizes of those flowers. She noticed also as they walked how much she loved and admired the old fences. Some were upright and some had fallen with time. When she went back to her canvas, it all started to make sense to her as to why she painted the way she painted. And it made her voice in her paintings that much stronger. So notice what you notice. It doesn't necessarily need to be an animate object either. You could notice the way people's eyes squint up and wrinkle when they authentically smile. You could notice how your heart breaks a little every time you say yes to something when you want to say no. You could notice how certain people's energy affects you positively or negatively. You could notice the beauty of holding hands, like hands with your partner, your child, your grandmother. It doesn't matter what it is. Just notice what you're noticing and then keep a record of it. Take note in your journal or even on your phone. But by keeping a record of what you're noticing, you will start to see those consistencies. All right, the next thing in finding our voice is consider what you love about other artists' work and ask why. So here's an example. Do you like it when other artists use free and expressive strokes or unique colors or maybe really brash words? Before I ever started painting abstract art, I had a friend whose husband was an artist and his work hung beautifully in their home. And at the time I was painting, but I was painting really representational art and I had only been painting a few years. I was definitely still a novice. Uh, At the time I was painting, like I said, representational. So it was like animals and people, that sort of thing. But when I went to their home and I saw his art, I was particularly drawn to the freedom and the lack of structure in this guy's work. And knowing that I was drawn to it told me that I wanted more of that in my own work. I didn't want to copy his work. I still wanted to do my representational art. I just didn't want it to be so tight. So one day when he was home, I asked him, I was like, hey, how do you get like those misshapen lines And he just shrugged like it was no big deal. And he said, oh, I just, I paint with a palette knife. So none of the lines are exact. I was like, oh my God. So guess what I started doing soon after? I started painting with a palette knife as well. And I loved the way my once clean lines were now broken and blurred. The painting suddenly felt so much more like me. Maybe it was just like uh, ever so slightly broken. So I loved it. Certainly not any of the exact moves that I had been doing. I wanted my art to be less exact 
and more unpredictable. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to share with you that beginning February 5th, I will be hosting for the very first time the Honest Art Bootcamp. This six-week bootcamp is designed for artists searching for their unique voice and style who want to finally make that ever-so-elusive fine art. Each week for six weeks, I will be guiding you live and painting alongside you as we learn the step-by-step tools that will take your art from fine to fine-ass fine art. That is a unique expression of you. Plus, and this is big, I'll offer weekly art critiques so that you can learn specifically how to make your art stronger. To learn more, go to jodyking.com or go to the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. All right, the next thing in finding our voice is to detox from looking at other artists' work. And I know that this may seem like a contradiction from what I just said about looking at other artists' work, but hear me out, okay? So I love looking at other artists' work, like love it. But I mean, come on, what artist doesn't? But I make um, it a point to not look at other artists' work immediately before painting my own. The temptation is just too great to try to emulate another's work, especially before we've completely learned to trust ourselves in our art. When we don't fully trust ourselves and we show up apprehensive about our own art, we can tend to look to someone else to show us the way. And it makes total sense But those other artists' art cannot be our art. Hell, our old art, like meaning just from the day before, it can't even be today's art. We have to somehow trust that what comes through us is just as worthy and wonderful and powerful as the art that someone else has done. So that's why I say that being an artist takes so much courage. It takes courage and it takes repetition to learn to trust our own voice. But we're not going to learn to trust our own voice when we immediately look to other artists to show us the way. All right. The next thing in finding your voice is if you like it, that's enough. Like for real, settle it for yourself first if you love your work. Because if you create a piece of art from the place of commodification, like whether you think it will sell, you've already lost the battle of finding your voice. Plus, that piece, if you started it from a place of commodification, that piece will have the energetic luster of bad art at a garage sale. Seriously, I know that sounds really harsh, but if you really want to be a commercial success, create art that is honest art, art that is reflective of you. If it's in your voice and you like it, fuck what anyone else says. Yes, we definitely need to hone our skills. You can't expect a recording artist to sing off pitch and have success. But if we hone our skills and focus on creating art that is honest, that is in your own voice, those two things will bring about the commercial success 
that we're looking for. But I mean, even regardless of commercial success, if you like it, that is enough reward for expressing your unique voice. All right, we've got two more that are so important to know about when it comes to um, finding our voice and our art. And the next one is to get really clear on your why. So if you want to find your voice sooner rather than later, I'm telling you, you've got to get clear on why you do what you do. So most of us start painting because we feel called to get back to our true nature as humans. You know, we are creative by nature. We want to paint or sculpt or cook or sing or garden or dance or write, whatever it is. There are so many creative outlets out there. We're just trying to get back to being creative. That's usually why we start painting, right? But if we decide to paint, there must be a reason why we chose this, say over like interpretive dance. Both are expressive. Both employ at least some movement. So why painting? Why create things for the world or at least your family or friends, to see. There's something there for you to look at, right? It's worth the digging. I've seen it happen time and time again, especially like, I know I've mentioned this before, but in Studio Elite, it is like paramount. The good thing is we do it together, so it's a little bit easier for you to find your why if you haven't found it, because we do it as a group. But regardless, um, Finding out your why is going to make all of the difference in your work because I've seen it with these artists. I've seen what their work looks like before getting clear on their why, and I've seen their work after they get clear on their why, and there is a marked difference. So if you're struggling to discern your why, you can often find it hidden within the symbolism of what you like to paint. Some whys that I've heard over the years are, I paint to build connection, or I paint to be seen. I paint blank because every good and beautiful thing I've ever experienced happened when I was doing that. I paint blank because I need peace. I paint because I was never allowed to feel free, and it makes me feel free. So if you're searching for your voice, turn and look at your why dead in the freaking eye, and you will find your voice so much faster. And then lastly, you guys, paint often. I saved this for last because I didn't want to piss you off straight from the (laughs) get-go. But we cannot, like cannot expect to find our voice by simply painting occasionally, you know, like a few times a year. We have to treat it like anything else that's important to us. Want to be a great writer? Write often. Want to be a great athlete? Train every freaking day. Want to be a great engineer? 
Okay, I actually have no idea what the hell great engineers do, but they do it a lot, I can tell you that. There's absolutely no shortcut to spending time at the easel. None. Like, you cannot hack this. You can do every single thing that I mentioned in the previous six tips, but if you don't spend time in the thick of the paint over and over again, it won't mean a damn thing. Paint often. The good news is the more you paint, the quicker you find your bold, beautiful, unique, amazing voice. Now, before I head out, I want to remind everyone that finding our voice is worth taking the time to figure out. The reason is when we find our voice in our art, we begin to trust ourselves and what we communicate on the canvas. It has a mirror effect. We then begin to trust our own gut or our own intuition, like outside of that time, and it can lead us back to ourselves. So make today the day that we stop looking outside of ourselves to decide what we need to create. That's like looking to the outside world and shouting, tell me who I am. Nope, not anymore. It's your voice. It's your style. And you say who you are.